Hey everyone, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5 or ELI 5, the weekly podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that is easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. And today's topic is about a magic substance that is used in cooking, cleaning, deodorizing, all sorts of other applications I'm sure we're going to learn about. So, Kevin, do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. What is it? Is baking soda? You got it. It's baking soda. Baking soda has so many different applications. Um, what is it about baking soda that makes it so great? And how is it that something so amazing can stay so cheap? Yeah, baking soda is really magical. So the short answer is it's cheap to produce, very chemically reactive, but it doesn't melt your skin off or poison you. But first, let's also clarify for the ELI fibers that we're talking here about baking soda not baking powder, because there's usually always some confusion there. Baking soda is sodium bicarbonate, and it has several chemical properties which are generally useful, and relatively few disadvantages. So what are those advantages? What is it about the chemistry that makes it special? Well, the obvious one here is that it reacts strongly with acids, giving off CO2 and water in the process. There is, this is useful to turn certain baked goods from a solid mass of baked flavored flour to a fluffy, porous network filled with gas bubbles that you can actually bite through. Although it's mildly alkali in solution and reacts strongly with acids, it's actually an amphoteric salt, meaning it can react with alkalis as well as acids. So hence the baking part of baking soda. Mm-hmm, exactly. Baking soda interferes with protein coagulation. That's the ability for proteins to stick together and form a semi-rigid network. So gluten in flour, for example, is formed by two proteins, which stick together and form a stretchy network when hydrated and kneaded. Disrupting the gluten network formation actually helps the texture of less even and, or unleavened baked goods, <clears throat> as they won't be held together by so much gluten. They'll actually be more tender or even crumbly, depending on the amount used. So this also works on meat proteins by making it harder for the protein to bind into a tough matrix while cooking. Okay, so that makes sense. We're, we've talked about the baking properties. Um, there are also a lot of general cooking applications for baking soda, right? Yeah, that's right. The alkalinity, it breaks down, also breaks down plant cell walls, the compounds which give plants their rigid structure. Um, adding it to cooking water helps soften vegetables faster, particularly beans and pulses, which require longer cooking times to be edible. There used to be much, this used to be much more common for cooked vegetables in general, but you know, two mushy vegetables have kind of fallen out of fashion. Mm. And uh, baking soda has been found to accelerate the breakdown of vitamin C and some other nutrients in cooking. So as an alkali, it can steal hydrogen ions from the amino acids and proteins, making them more chemically reactive. These um, deprotonated amino acids and proteins can then more easily react with reducing sugars, speeding up the Mylard reaction, you know, that tasty browning that happens on cooked meats and other baked goods. Interesting. Uh, so switching gears, I've also heard that baking soda has some deodorizing properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, many, but not all, common chemicals associated with bad smells are actually volatile acids. Hmm. Uh, when they react with baking soda, they are turning to less volatile salts. They'll tend to stay solid instead of becoming a gas and what little does evaporate is less smellable by human noses. So all of these properties and chemical properties are present, but yet it's still mm -hmm. safe to eat, which is Yeah, healthy. yeah, yeah, totally. It's non-toxic. 
uh, so it could safely be used in food or on food contact surfaces. And despite being non-toxic in normal quantities, uh, it can cause uh, gastrointestinal distress in humans from the released CO2 if hmm. consumed in large quantities. I thought it could also be used to reduce flatulence. Yeah. Uh, so there is a popular natural remedy for farting, uh, which is to mix lemon juice and half a teaspoon of baking soda with water and drink it twice a day to help in preventing problems with excess farting. <laughs> okay. Um, I think a five-year-old would understand that. Mm -hmm. um, how about cleaning? Yeah, uh, it does dissolve in enough water, but if there's not enough, it will just get wet without fully dissolving. This actually makes it a mild, uh, fine-textured abrasive that could be really useful for scrubbing, um, which, uh, which is still until it's rinsed away fully. And um, many microorganisms and fungi can also only survive in a limited range of pH. So baking soda here works as a mild disinfectant or an antifungal agent by raising the pH beyond what the microbes and fungi can survive in. So the final question I want to come back to is, with all these magical properties, why is it that baking soda is still affordable? Yeah, it's actually just very simple economics. You know, baking soda is made out of carbon dioxide, common salt, and ammonia, three very common compounds. And the process is relatively easy and inexpensive as far as, you know, industrial chemical synthesis goes. Uh, so if there was a baking soda cartel that conspired to raise the price of baking soda, they'd be really easily outcompeted by almost any other manufacturer that charged even a little bit less. So eventually, the price would fall to the point of just barely covering production, distribution, wages, factory maintenance. Thanks, Kevin. Well, now we know why some people call baking soda the Swiss Army knife of chemicals. And that's all for this week of ELI5. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. Tell a friend, too. We'd love to hear what you think, uh, so the review would really help. And you can also find us now on Facebook. The page is ELI5, the podcast. See you next week.